93.3 and AM 560. That is a fact. KWTO. listening to Wake Up Springfield with former Speaker of the House Tim Jones, News Director Don Luzader, and Producer Cass Bowen-Anderson on 93.3 and AM 560 KWTO. One of the campaign promises, one of the promises that President Biden had made was slashing student debt. He also reiterated that promise in March of 2020 with a tweet that reads in part, we should forgive a minimum of $10,000 per person of federal student loans. And notice there, it says we, not I. And ultimately, the Supreme Court decided that the president could not unilaterally implement his later proposed $430 billion student debt plan. The president denied that he gave borrowers false hope, instead blaming Republicans for his plan being wiped out. Hi, Caramba. We literally do live in inside-out world. Welcome back to 93.3 AM 560 KWTO. It's Monday, July the 3rd, 2023, 7.49 in the AM to help us unpack that Supreme Court decision and an amazing, uh, the second amazing term uh, back-to-back from the Supreme Court is candidate for Missouri Attorney General Will Scharf at Will Scharf on Twitter, willscharf.com. Will, good morning to you. Welcome back to the program. Tim, always great to be on KWTO. Happy July 4th weekend to you. Absolutely. Same to you and to your entire family, Will. Will, I saw an incredible meme on, uh, well, there was a lot of great memes over the weekend about this about these Supreme <laughs> Court decisions. And Will, one of them was a, uh, a fellow with a chart, a big, uh, big chart, and there was a young man sitting next to the chart with a uh, graduate cap on, and the, the professor is pointing to the chart, and it has two things on it. Number one, you took out a loan. Number two, pay it back. Student debt crisis solved. Will, it really is as simple as that, isn't it? Yeah, you know, Tim, we've seen in case after case uh, this term from the Supreme Court as well as last term, uh, just incredible successes for the conservative movement, for the rule of law, and for the Constitution, whether it's on student loans, whether it's on affirmative action, uh, whether it's on religious liberty, where we got two great decisions in the last few days alone. Uh, this has just been an incredible week uh, for those of us who care about the rule of law. And I think that Biden v. Nebraska, the, the student loan case, is just a great example of that, a, a reassertion of the Constitution, a reassertion of the separation of powers uh, against the violence that folks on the left like Joe Biden have attempted to do to our constitutional order. Well, how dangerous is it for the president of the United States to accuse the highest court in the land of, quote, not being normal? When in fact, Will, isn't this court one of the most normal courts we've ever had? As far as if, if you if you consider being normal, uh, reading the Constitution, reading the, the, the texts as they're meant to be established, and then applying that to the facts, this is perhaps the most normal court we've done. But was but will was the president there signaling that the left needs to make another run at packing the court, adding a couple states to the union, giving Democratic states board U.S. senators whatever they need to do, will to weaponize government, right? Yeah, you know the left, Tim. They only believe in advancing more leftism. They don't believe in the Constitution. They don't believe in the separation of powers. The only thing they care about is pushing their leftist agenda. And now that we have a Supreme Court that's going to stand up for the Constitution that has shown time and time again uh, that it's not going to tolerate the kind of lawless actions that this Biden administration has shown us in so many different areas, 
uh, the left is hell-bent on delegitimizing uh, the Supreme Court, and it's, it's outrageous, it's terrible, it's something that we as conservatives need to fight against. But whether it's court packing, whether it's the unprecedented attacks we've seen on Justices Clarence Thomas and Samuel Alito in recent weeks, uh, it's it really it, it's the mask coming off the left. And uh, we know what we're up against as a movement and, and we've got to keep fighting. Mm-hmm. So folks, we're speaking to Will Scharf. He is a candidate for attorney general here in the state of Missouri. You can check out everything that Will is working on and his platform on all policy issues at Vote sharf.com that's s-c-h-a-r-f vote sharf.com will i've noticed that the as you just kind of referenced there the most vitriolic attacks are being leveled at clarence thomas who is arguably uh maybe only second to uh, uh dearly reparted and dearly departed antonin scalia one of the most brilliant judicial minds uh will this court really is the Clarence Thomas plus Donald Trump appointee court, isn't it? And the left is losing their minds that a man of color is daring to flee the electoral plantation by authoring all of these opinions against affirmative. He's he's destroyed all their sacred cows, right, Will? And that's why they hate him so. Yeah, Clarence Thomas, Tim, make no mistake about it. He's one of the greatest living Americans. He grew up in abject rural poverty in Pinpoint, Georgia. If he were a leftist, he would be hailed in the pantheon of great Americans. Instead, because he's a conservative, because he has dared at every stage in his career to think for himself, and because of what he stands for, uh, which is the Constitution, which is the, the core principles and ideals on which America was founded, the left will never give up. They will do everything they can uh, to destroy that man. You know, I was on the South Lawn of the White House when Clarence Thomas administered the oath of office uh, to Amy Coney Barrett in 2020. And we knew then that we had built the most conservative Supreme Court in a century. And, uh, and we're seeing the results of that now. As you said, this is truly Clarence Thomas's court. Uh, this term, more than any, has, has just shown the ascendancy of, of his jurisprudence. Uh, which is rooted in the rule of law, which is rooted in the constitutional separation of powers. And it's, uh, it's an incredible victory for the conservative movement that at long last uh, we've empowered conservatives like Clarence Thomas to hand down the kinds of decisions uh, that we're now seeing from the court. Yeah, Will, the left I hear is arguing that this is an extremely uh, overactive activist court. Will, isn't the opposite true? Isn't this once one of the most constitutionally grounded courts we've seen in modern times? If not in in history, you know, for years and years and years, for decades, uh, the left had in the court uh, a body that was willing to enact leftist policy uh, without reference to, to the constitutional order, without reference to the elected branches of government. The left got used to having the court as its safety valve, as the way that it could enact leftist policies that the American people would just never go along with. Uh, and now that they no longer have the court, uh, in their pocket, they're just hell-bent on destroying it as an institution. And it really, it goes to show uh, what the modern left is as a movement and just how radical they've become. Mm-hmm. Well, that also uh, has lent, its, uh, lent itself to the fact that, you know, a lot of these, some of the, several of these cases were brought by attorney generals uh, across the country, including the student loan case uh, by by one of I know who hopes you hope to be one of his successors, uh, Eric Schmidt in the uh, the student loan debacle. 
Uh, Will, uh, in, in addition to the court, attorney generals of the right mindset across the country are have been extremely important in this battle too, right? Getting these cases to the court to reestablish the rule of law across the land. Yeah, absolutely. You know, the student loan case, as you mentioned, it was brought by Eric Schmidt. It was argued by a great attorney general's office uh, in Nebraska. Uh, attorneys general uh, are are a key piece in in, this, in in the separation of powers. Now, uh, we've seen strong conservatives across the country uh, standing up to the Biden administration. Patrick Morrissey in West Virginia, who's a, a mm-hmm. friend and supporter of mine, has been uh, key. He brought the case that. Uh, has frustrated the Biden administration's plan to use uh, the waters of the United States rule to regulate farmers. Uh, it is so important now that we have conservative attorneys general who are willing to, to stand up and lead on these issues uh, that are that are so important, uh, not just to constitutional lawyers, but to, to all Americans, uh, to people here in the state of Missouri. So that's uh, that's a key reason why we're in this race. Uh, we need more, not less, of this kind of conservative activism, uh, and that's what we're going to get, um, hopefully, in the in the years ahead. Speaking to Will Scharf, who is running for attorney general here in the state of Missouri, Will, I could talk Supreme Court and uh, and all of the cases with you for the rest of the uh, the show here, but we're about out of time. Will, I do want to, I do want to ask you, uh, you know, with with the Fourth of July holiday now tomorrow, kind of the unofficial. A start to uh, po- political campaigns spreading all across the state of Missouri. Will, where are you going to be, uh, perhaps tomorrow or in the next few days to come? You know, Tim, I'm actually I'm with family for this holiday, uh, so we're not going to be doing anything too aggressive politically. Uh, but I do want to note, you know, today's July 3rd, and on July 3rd in 1863, uh, the Battle of Gettys- Gettysburg was fought, uh, mm-hmm. and it's. It's really important for all of us as Americans to remember not just uh, not just to celebrate the July Fourth weekend, uh, but also to remember the sacrifices that went into preserving our country over the years. And I think to the you know the, the Pickett's Charge, I mean July third, the the you know the the crucial linchpin of the victory at, at Gettysburg. Uh, it's just it's it's really important for all of us to remember that if we don't stand up and fight. Uh, for our union, if we don't stand up and fight for our constitution, uh, this country uh, may not have a, a bright future. So I, I just would would issue a call to all of your listeners as you go out and celebrate this holiday to remember uh, remember those who fell uh, to keep America great. Mm, boy, I could not agree with you more. You are truly.